Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this is Do It With Love Sex Talk and I am your host, Tiffy, and we are back again and again and again and again with another episode. Yes, and today I am not by myself. I have a special guest that will be joining us very shortly onto the podcast. His name is King Ace, and he will be stopping by. We are going to have a great conversation. We're going to get into some things. We're going to talk about location, you know, locations, different vibrations. Does, you know, location play a part in sex, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, we've been known to be adapt to an environment wherever we're at. So we're going to talk about sex locations and how does that play a part in sex and what type of vibes that, you know, depending on where you're at gives you when you're, you know, being intimate with your partner. So we're going to get into that, definitely. And we're also going to get into a very good conversation, too. A very real, some real talk. We're definitely going to talk about some real things. So it's going to be a great combo. Um, and before we before we get into that, I just want to mention that I am starting a demon time list. Basically, it's a close friends list on Instagram. Um <clears throat> So basically, my demon time list is just some exclusive like pictures and videos, some content, some things that I that I'll say that I you know of it you know just basically some things that other people just can't see you know. And if you want to be on my demon time list, all you have to do is follow my Instagram page, which is Do It With Love Sex Talk underscore podcast. That is the IG. DM me. Add me. And when you add me, DM me the purple emoji, and I will add you to the list. So, definitely want to go ahead and do that. (laughs) Go ahead and do that first. So, now, we're going to go into a quick commercial break, and then we will be right back. I'm going to bring my friend along, King Ace, and we're going to get into a combo. Okay? All right, we'll be right back. How's it going? What's up, Queen? What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So, I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Okay, my name, you are now listening to King Ace from King Ace Network, the owner of King Ace Productions and King Ace Network Moments of Clarity Podcast. And we are now rocking with Do It With Love Sex Talk Podcast. Let's get it going. That's what I'm talking about. Fellow podcasters are here. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, I have all his information in the description of this episode. So y'all go in. Check his stuff out too. Of course, y'all. Let's get this content going. Yes. So, I mean, we talk about sex on my podcast, but what do what do what do you talk about on your podcast? Uh, my podcast is based on you know me interviewing guests, you know, from the hip hop culture, you know, from back in the day, current, you know, future stuff like that. I'm from the battle rap culture and I write songs currently, you know, mainly R&B records and stuff like that. But I'm still into rap, but, you know, I'm I'm cut from the battle rap cloth. So, you know, I have a lot of connections as far as, you know, some MCs and dudes who are spitters. You know, I'm well connected with some guys who, who can really rap. Yes, really rap. <laughs> Exactly, really rap. <laughs> I went to one um battle rap um event before, like maybe twice before, but it was a long time ago. It was when I was like eighteen. 
Was it in New York? Yeah, it was in New York. It was a lot of fun. I don't know who the hell I was watching, but it was good. It was fun. It wasn't like this bullshit right now. Yeah, I kind of miss, miss the culture from back in the day from, you know, I've been a fan of battle rap since the mid-2000s, but I didn't start battle rapping on camera until about 2013. Oh, wow. You Do you be scared, like, when you be battle rapping? Do you ever get nervous? Nah, I mean, okay, I think every battle rap MC has got nervous the day of the battle and the, the moment right before you get on stage. But I think once you, like, it all depends on the kind of the kind of uh, MC you are. See, me, I like the bright lights and the cameras. You know, I like to interact with the crowd. So the crowd, you know, got me going. So it was like, once I saw that it was people there to watch me, it was like, yo, all right, I'm not nervous no more. That was dope. I would be terrified. <laughs> Number one, because I can't rap. <laughs> At least you, at least you, honest with yourself about it, though, love. I be trying, <laughs> but it doesn't work out. Oh, uh, like I, I say this all the time, you know, rap ain't for everybody. <laughs> we need, we, we need other, we need plumbers, we need electricians, we need carpenters, doctors, yes. carpenters. Yeah, everybody ain't got to be a rapper. It's so much shit. I think I like battle rapping more because it has more like it gives off more of like a conscious vibe about it it's more conscious music yeah, I, to I me would definitely, I would definitely say that in order for us to prepare to do what we do at a high level you know it takes a lot of skill to do that a lot of skill set a lot of talent a lot of courage you know it, it, it just takes a lot it's, it's easy to just go in a booth and just start rapping on a mic. But this preparation with battle rap is different. You know, you practicing in the mirror, you listening to your rounds over and over on pre-recorded on your voice notes on your phone. Like you going to sleep, listening to mm-hmm. your rounds, you waking up, listening to your rounds because you have to have that shit embedded in your, in your, in your membrane. So you don't slip up and choke. So you could all three rounds. Like, yeah, the preparation is definitely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of work. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but that's why I think I, that's why I fuck with that a lot more than anything. But what makes you want to do what you do though? Like what makes you want to engage uh, in the sex talk and stuff like that? Like what like yeah, let let's elaborate that. <laughs> so um I feel like I always been like a hyper like an extra sexual person. I don't know, like I just always been like that my whole life. Okay. And what made me wanted to do the sex talk was because I was married and I just got divorced in April and after um during my divorce my ex-husband, he put out, like, a whole bunch of, like, naked photos of me and shit. Oh, man. Over the internet, like, over the grams. That's that's nasty work right there, man. Even, like, my personal identification thing. Everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, just my naked ass, just everything. Even me, like, giving him head, right? So he put all that and I was like, this motherfucker, are you fucking shitting me? And that was this- once husband? Yes. He was wow. mad. I got a divorce from him. He was mad. And that was the revenge. <laughs> Why did you want to do Besides flooding my house in the process, that was also part of the revenge. God uh, damn. This motherfucker yeah. <laughs> what you do to him to make him like, like <laughs> what did you do to him I gave him some pussy and that was the problem and I should never ever did that dumb shit okay you see that's that's a great topic right there right because 
I should have never ever did that damn shit. That was the problem, right? Dude, I think men and women, I think we all have experiences where we have slept with someone and immediately we wish we could take it back. Oh. So man, I, I I know that that's a common thing with women, but it's it's not really a, a common thing with men. But I know I have experiences where I was like, God damn, I, I wish I like, damn, I shouldn't have thought with my dickhead that day, <laughs> that night. You know, I shouldn't have thought with that head. I should have thought with this head because now look at me getting into some shit that I ain't even ready for right now. Yo, you is not telling one lie. You is not lying. When because, I tell you, I oof. yeah, it's, it's basically like um, you know, my mama love always told me that son, you can't sex these women the same. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with women. You know, you can't sex these men the same. So we mm-hmm. all have. We all have our own sexual preferences, our own sexual fetishes. Me, I'm into a lot sexually. I'm into, I, I, can, I can admit, I'm into more than your average man would be into sexually. So I can't, Ooh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know, do, I can't practice all of my fetishes and all of my sexual desires and explore like that with every type woman, you know, and I understand that now. Yes, I understand that. I get it. Yep. But what would you say was like, would you say you had a worse and a best sex experience? Um, Well, him, it was always terrible. I had the worst um, going back to what maybe you wanted to start the podcast, um, okay. I had the worst experience with him, the worst sex experiences of my life. Every type of sex encounter we had, it was terrible. Everything. I faked every, everything and everything at all. For, and how, for how long? The, the whole that's fucking time. The whole time. Fucking, that's a lot of faking. You, you're a good character. Yeah, I did. I just movie. was I, sh- I don't know why I did that. It was just because he was so persistent. And that's what it'd be. It'd be the consistency and being so persistent because I'm, like, kind of mean sometimes. So it was just like, oh, my God. Like, why is this boy don't just leave me the fuck alone? So after that, I'm like, damn. But he's such a nice guy. I'm like, that. God, like, I fell for the nice guy dick. Like, and it was terrible. It was it was terrible. And he was fucking huge. He was way huger than me. Okay. So but that didn't have nothing to do with that because I've been with a lot of bigger men before. And I ain't okay. never had that problem. So okay, he just yeah, misrepresented uh, He misrepresented me. Yeah, I, I was, that's why I was about to stop you right there because, you know, I represent my big guys. Yeah. And I love big guys. Big guys. I've been with, I've been with the guys my, like through dating and everything my whole life so far and he just you know I was like so disappointing and it just did not make any sense to me so it was just a no for me I what was disappointing to you about that situation because the whole say <laughs> me being a big guy right I feel like I always have to, you know, I feel like because women place big guys in this stigma, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like I always I feel like I always gotta show out. Mm-hmm. I always gotta show out and do the damn thing. So you know, I'm not your average big guy where, you know, I'm not one and done. You know, I, I'm not one and done. I could go, I could do six and skate. You feel me? Like I, I'm a big guy with a lot of endurance, a lot of stamina. You know, uh, you know. I just, I, I don't get tired that easily. You feel me? So yeah. That's like uh, a problem or issue with me, you know. But you know, there there are some guys out there. It's not just big guys, but there are some guys out there that really don't know what they be doing. 
you know, how many times have you came across guys that don't know what they're doing sexually? Oh, well, I was fortunate. It wasn't a lot. Thank God. Because if I had just like majority of a bad sex life, I would not have a podcast because I wouldn't have nothing good to talk about. <laughs> so thank God I haven't had that many bad experiences. Um, it was him and there was one other person, which was my first. So yeah, that was it. So where would you say Okay, where would you say you had the most nastiest sex? The most nasty, say, like a dirty, dirty say, place, like disgusting. No, like, no, not not disgusting. Oh. Not disgusting. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the sex itself, like location wise. I'm thinking you're talking about like trash on the floor. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Not trap house. Not trap house. Sex. Yeah. I'm talking about does <laughs> location matters to you, like the location yes. of where you're having sex at. Does that matter? Yes. Yes. Location definitely matters because I'm a different person. I feel like there's a different energy wherever you're at, placed in the world, wherever you're at, there's a different type of vibe or whatever. So I guess you could say like my best um place that I've had sex at that had just a good vibe was when I had sex on this Ferris wheel in in Coney Island. It was fun. Oh, that's that's regular (laughs) shit. Staircase shit. That's regular shit. We said staircase. I didn't say no staircase. Oh, you oh, so what you said? You said, I said the Wonder Wheel, Ferris Wheel in Coney Island. You had sex on on a ride, yes, while it was up in the air. Oh, you fucking, you know, yeah, like you know how we go all the way up in the air. Like, I like adrenaline rushes and stuff like that. So, I'm like, I like roller coasters and stuff. So, you know, I'm like into stuff like that. Would I ever have sex on a roller coaster? No. But on the Wonder Wheel, it was possible because it goes kind of slow, and you know how we go all the way up. So it was right, it was right. fun, and it was like we had to like do it kind of fast because you know we didn't want to like everybody to like look at us because there was people on the ride. But it was fun. <laughs> I, I bet it was. I ain't never do that before, but you know, <laughs> I definitely think location matters. I love having sex in the comfort of my home, but for some reason. I get off on public sex. Like that oh is my. that is a fetish of mine of public oh, yeah. sex. And um I'm not afraid to perform in front of people. So I don't mind like if people was to see me or see the woman that I'm with or whatever, but I have the most nastiest sex in hotel rooms. So you you like audiences? You like audience? Yeah, yeah. I I I guess it. I guess that came from me battle rapping. <laughs> you know, I guess I love the audience. I don't mind it. You know, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it makes me perform better. Actually, it makes me perform well. But you know, I like to be very. I am a dominant guy when it comes down to sex. You know, like I said, I'm into a lot. You know, so. If you want to know, you can ask these questions. But um, I like to be in control when it comes down to it. I, you know, I like when a woman can take initiative when it comes down to certain things. But ninety percent of the time, I gotta be the one that's in control of everything. So I you're a, a dominant. A you're rush. a dominant person. You're a dominant person. Yeah, I get a mm-hmm. rush off of like the adrenaline I get off of uh having complete control over that woman at that time, at that moment, you know, I, I get off on it. And I don't really open up to people about this because some people might say it sounds sick or it sounds oh, crazy. Oh, we do not judging here on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's, you know, people like what they like. 
you know, and I'm mm-hmm. the dom- I'm the domineering type, so I like to be in control ninety percent of the time. You know, I'm very aggressive, but I'm not a fucker. I'm actually a lover. I'm not a fucker. I'm a lover, but I make love in an aggressive, passionate kind of. It's kind of weird. It's it's kind of weird explaining it, but I don't like doing like just fucking like that no more. I like my sex to be more passionate. Mm. That's nice. Me too. I'm the same way with that. I mean, I do like to fuck, but I'm more of like a sexual, sensual type of girl. So I'm like, I don't really be fucking. Like, I just be making love most of the time. So, so what's I'm the, the same best way. way. What's the best way to start you off? Oh, to start me off, it got yeah. to be a lot of foreplay. Well, first of all, I have to eat something, and <laughs> I you would like to be. You can't, you can't fuck on an empty stomach, huh? No, I can't. I'm just like a guy. Just like I can't fuck <laughs> on an empty stomach. I can't fuck on an empty stomach either. I need oh, energy. Shit. You know, I got to take my vitamins, all of that, like all of that. Elderberry. Yeah, they, you know, me, I got to. You know, I gotta be in a relaxed mood, like you, you know, like it can't just be like out the way works. I gotta be in a very relaxed, like mood and studying. How important um, is foreplay to you? All the time, because if you just gonna just ask for it, it's just like damn, I really don't feel like it. You might be. I'm probably gonna deny you. Like it's not, mm, you know, because it's not fun. It's not fun without foreplay, to me. Yeah, I I don't understand how um, you know, some women be complaining that guys don't perform foreplay and they just be trying to like stick their shit in. I'm they'll yeah, don't fellas, be sticking your dick in no dry. That shit, that shit hurts. Stick. Yes, like, I'm here to tell everybody, I have stuck my penis in the dry vagina a few times. And that shit feel like you rubbing your penis against a brick wall. That shit is not pleasant. It is not fucking pleasant. We need this. Fellas, that shit is nasty. Stop doing that. Penetrate. <laughs> you you, you got to stimulate the body and the mind first before there's any penetration. Like, that is, like, such a turnoff to me. Like, that shit hurt. I can't even, you know, get down with that shit. So, foreplay to me. It's very, very important. That's how everything starts off. That's the way it should start off, if you ask me. Exactly, yes. It should always start off like that. You can't just be sticking your things and it be all dry and it be hurting and be and you can feel that like I had a couple of dudes do that to me and I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? I'm like, please get the fuck out of me. I'm like, I can't even do it because you're gonna like hurt me. You're gonna make my shit like swollen. You're gonna make my shit so swollen. Yeah, it's a turn off when you have to, when you're trying to perform sexual acts on a person or with a person and they don't really know what they're doing like that. Mm -hmm. That is, that right there Mm -hmm. is one of my biggest turn offs. Like my shit go from rock hard to, 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 Squidward nose real quick, like nah, <laughs> you feel me? Like I don't even want to. I don't even want to do nothing no more. I call it baby dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm on baby dick mode for the rest of the day. If I, if I peep that, like you can't do something right, and that's what I'm saying. It's all right. Like if you're not that experienced, like how I am sexually, you can tell me because I'm open about stuff like that, but. Don't it it I think what pisses me off more is a lot of times with my sexual encounters, it be the women that talk the most shit that hmm. don't even be about the life that they be portraying on these media sites. Yo, like, let me tell you, yes. I'm telling you, they really be frauding out here. Especially like these little rappers out here that be talking all this shit and they little rap songs and they don't do none of that shit. They don't it's, even suck a dick. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, these yo, these new female rappers, 
they uh, talk about munching, crunching, spitting, licking, and you get mm-hmm. next to them. They the ones that sitting at the edge of the bed, nervous with they <laughs> with their feet together. Exactly, they won't do none of those things. They need to stop lying. They selling mm-hmm. y'all false dreams. Yeah, and I'm over here like, uh, yo, what's up? I, I thought you was the the throat monster. Like, what's this? You scraping your teeth on my shit? What you doing? Like, like you think you think Young Miami is fucking you know doing some out of the world shit to Diddy to get all the shit that she getting from this nigga. She's not even doing all of that shit. All of that shit that she rapping on, she does not do all of that. Diddy seemed to be, you know, like mesmerized by by young Miami. Yeah, but she had Kevin Gates on her podcast and she sounded so shocked and astonished and I'm just like, this is not the first time I heard shit like this because I do the same shit. Kevin Gates ain't the only nigga in the world that do that type of shit. Kevin Gates is just... (laughs) <laughs> He's just the nigga that's finally speaking up and being truthful about the yeah. shit that some niggas be wanting to do. You feel like, me? Like I could, I felt like I couldn't open up to my peers and tell them, "Yo, I like handcuffs and shit." Yo, that tying up shit. Yeah, yo, I like that. Yo, I I like swingers. You know, I could I could let my mm-hmm. my, my lady have sex with another guy, and I have sex with another woman. And then we still fuck it. Like, I, you know, like, I was reluctant to tell people that. But it's like, man, who the fuck care? It's mad people. Like, once you expand your horizons and you go to different events and different places, and, you, like, man, it's a lot of people with that mindset. Yeah, there is. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's a lot of people that don't mind, like, being <laughs> promiscuous or, you know, yeah, been with a different person. You feel me? Yeah, that, and I've been in two poly relationships. So, and they were and both. How good. was that? It was good until it wasn't good no more. <laughs> <laughs> so Clearly. what made it? What made it not good no more? Um. Well, what made it not good is because it was really because it was mostly it was because of the long distance. Um, the person that I was seeing was in New York and I live all the way in Pennsylvania so and I work a lot so it wasn't really like I couldn't see him of course it's not like a long ass drive it's like a two hour drive so I wanted to see him I could see him but it was just with the gas and the back and forth (laughs) it got really exhausting and then we couldn't see each other and he was like a party promoter, and I work night shifts, so it was like we could not see each other at all. Tom just wasn't aligning. No, it wasn't aligning. No. Let so me ask you this, this: this one question, right? Mm-hmm. Do do regular niggas still got a chance in this world? I feel like they do, cause I love regular niggas. Like I'm for my niggas. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love regular niggas. I do not like the extraness. I hate that. Okay, so what's your all, definition? I hate when regular regular niggas be trying to do all that extra hate. I, I hate when regular niggas be trying to do all that extraness. That should be pissing me off. I'd be like, yo, can you, can't you just be yourself? Can you please cut this shit out? You know you can't afford it. And you're just basically not even being smart. Basically, stop happening. Yeah, stop the capping. That's what it is. It's just stop the capping. That's really what it is. But you don't think you don't think women are to blame for that though, in a way? Um, yeah, they are because they have um these high ass unrealistic expectations. Expectations. Because Thank you. Um, finally, you know, finally a woman said it. there are women that say these things and but they're just like it's just a very 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 small amount you know just like anything that has to do with pro-blackness whatever there's only a certain amount of people that are going to get it and understand true so 
Yeah, it's unrealistic. I'd rather a regular guy. I don't think that they're played out. And so I think that, you know, you could be people, people highlight it. People highlight it, you know. Look at Nicki Minaj. I mean, he a regular street nigga. What the okay. fuck did he do? Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> right. you got a point right you there. Know? You know, like, point. at the end of the day, it's like, it's not realistic. It's not real. And it's stupid. And I, I blame, you know, I blame white society, really. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. That, that's who I blame. They just program people like that. Yeah, and, you know, we can point the finger at them. And then at the same time, it's like... <clears throat> Our own culture, we damn near believe everything. You know, we're so, yeah. we're like and robots. Our we fall we for the okie doke every single time. We fall for the okie doke every single time. <clears throat> it's so annoying. I I think maybe it's because I think respectfully, I think us as a black culture, I think um. I think black men be wanting approval from white women and black women be wanting approval from white men. I see mm-hmm. I see that it kind of reversed on the respect. I think maybe some black men respect Caucasian women more than they respect black women and some black women respect the Caucasian male, the Caucasian male more than they respect the black male. Yeah, I agree. I've been seeing that a lot. Especially because where I'm at is like, it's predominantly white people that live out here. So that's predominantly the amount of people that I work with right. is white people. <clears throat> So there's only a small amount of black people that I work with. And it's like the black girls have white boyfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the black guys have white right. girlfriends. So it's just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I. I've I've never uh I've never tried interracial dating like that. I've you know I have I actually talked bit. about this last week and I was just like I'm not for interracial like sex. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think that <clears throat> having sex with the opposite race of you is like a good thing. I think it's bad. I think okay. because there's too many like different energies that come with that. Mm-hmm. So you don't think and you don't think Oreos should exist? No, they should have never fucking. It's terrible to say, but I mean, I don't give a fuck. Listen, the world is not a sensitive place. The world is fucked up. All right, ever since we got in this bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The world been fucked up ever since we got in this motherfucker. The world been fucked up. Like, it ain't never gonna be no peace. Okay? And history always repeats itself. So it's like, I'm tired of this soft era ass shit. Like, I'm like so past it. (laughs) You think society is just too soft now? Yes, everybody crying. Like, oh my God, like you fucking around and say, yo, I'm not buying no more Wonder Bread anymore. <laughs> They're gonna have a fucking protest and be like, oh, you're a racist because you won't buy Wonder Bread. Like, what? Come on now. Uh, what got bigger shit to worry about? And you worried about me buying this bitch ass Wonder Bread? Would you say <laughs> the world is more sensitive or would you just say, the world, a lot of people are now more in tune with their emotions than back in the day. Remember back in the day, we weren't, um, 
back in the day, there was no such thing as emotions like that. Like, you couldn't show any. Back in the day, it was tough love 24-7. Nobody really knew how to really give real love like that. Like, it was, that shit was very rare. It was always tough love, a traditional thing, especially with black families, black households. But I just think people are more open now to um, with, with their emotions. People are now realizing that emotions matter because our health, our mental health is like a big thing now. So, you know, a lot of people realize that they fucked up and it's because of the back in the day shit having to suppress your emotions 24-7. Yeah. That has a lot to do with that. I agree with that. But now it's just getting out of control. Like, I can understand that, but listen, people are crying about the littlest things, about crayons, you know, markers. You know, we got bigger fish to worry about than crayons and markers, y'all. Like... All right, let me ask you. You right? know, so, niggas are getting canceled over the dumbest, littlest, have you, tiniest shit. Have you saw the the Jeff Dahmer um, series? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but everybody keeps talking about it. I'm supposed to be watching it later on. Um, yeah, definitely tonight. Into that. So, yeah, I'm going to watch that. You haven't seen it, but you, I'm pretty sure you've seen you know, stuff about the actual original case before, right? Mm-hmm. And you see how everybody got all these funny memes and funny posts and stuff like that. People cracking jokes about it. Would you say mm-hmm. they're crossing the line or would you say that that um social media is just social media? Or do you think they need to stop? Ugh. I... I just think they all need to just stop. I'm tired of social media itself. I hate social media. <laughs> Me personally, I think social media is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to the culture. Mm, it's the been worst, nothing. The worst it's, best thing. It it's yeah, because it can be used for so much good things and it and it has been used for good things, but it has so much negative propaganda. It's like it's out of control. And there's no way in stopping it unless you just shut that shit all the way the fuck down. Just shut it down. That's the only way. Yeah, I'm actually trying to build myself up to be able to do that. Um, Once a month, I want to be able to uh, shut myself away from all social media platforms and just like really, really, really like being tuned in on life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. Life and enjoy the, just the, you know, just your experience of just being, like, you don't ever get to be, like, just enjoy just being, just exist, existing. Some people, well, for the newer generation, the newer generation of uh, teens, children, and uh, early, I would say, pretty much early 20s, 2021, they can't picture life without social media because they weren't, you know, around when there was no social. You see, so the older generation and shit like that, like, I know how it feels to, like, have no social media when none of this Mm -hmm. shit really existed. Yeah, we know how it felt. Like, luckily, we know how it felt. Like, it was normal. (laughs) You know? You hung outside more. Yeah, you was just... Yeah, you made friends outside. Being outside literally all fucking day. When outside was really outside, we really outside, like... (laughs) Literally. Nothing but, like, block parties and all that shit, like... The way the way people be screaming now, we outside, I'm outside. No, yo, if you wasn't outside back then, the outside in today has nothing, is not compared to the outside in from back then. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers would be outside all day, block parties, 
They don't even throw block parties no more. Like that's that's what yes, like, that's what I was just saying. They don't even do that shit no more. Like block parties. I remember a whole bunch of block parties. Like events. every summer. Yes, community events, lots of those, tons of those, especially in the summertime. Like right. the park is always full. Yeah. <laughs> like, Recreational centers full, like yes, ice cream trucks. I go to the, like, the rec center by my like, house to work out, and that shit be empty. Yeah, like ice cream trucks outside, like everything. It was just fun, like being a kid in that era. It was it's fun just, being a kid. I don't think it's. I don't think it's ever gonna. It's ever gonna go back to that. No. So, it can't. People, Life don't go back. <laughs> it just moves people, forward. People our age are gonna like reminisce like for the rest of our lives type shit. Like, damn, I remember when it was like this. I remember when it was like that. So we're gonna be doing that for a minute. Mm-hmm. That time <laughs> to me, that time is like just the best. <laughs> That's when I really started wilding out. I lost my virginity at twelve. Mm. I was having sex in school, getting head on the staircase, all types Whoa. of shit. Like, <laughs> yo, in Brooklyn, when I was going to school, yo, we was wild, yo. We was wild, like savages. Like, man. Oh, my God. Oof, the staircase. I had, listen, I think every, I know some people that got an encounter in the staircase. That's like the number one, like that's in a <clears throat> growing up, that was like an accomplishment. Like, yo, I swear I gotta do that on the stairs, bro. I'm telling you. I'm not even nah, gonna lie. I do some shit in the staircase. <laughs> yo, join a join the club. Yo, join I did some shit in the staircase. I was in the staircase. I had a boyfriend. And then he ended up being my boyfriend a little bit even after I graduated high school. So I did some shit with him in the staircase and it would be like almost after every lunch. Yeah, <laughs> or during was... lunch. Yo, that's, no, that it was during be lunch because everyone else was eating so it was during lunch. We were savages <laughs> but it was fun though. <laughs> like these kids now don't know nothing about real fun. Yes, it was fun. Time. Like we, it was like an adrenaline rush or some shit. Like it was some weird, fun shit. Like, like to be in school and to not really care about having your phone was like, yo, you interacted with everyone. Yeah. Nowadays they go to school, they in their phones more than they in the books. So it's like in class, it's like everybody on their phone. It's taken over. Nobody's like social like that. That's why everybody yeah. got all this fucking anxiety. I got anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I just not even just anxiety. I just think that's the like, reason why people now have piss poor attitudes because mm-hmm. nobody like there's a whole generation of people who were not sociable. Yes. Like, nobody know how to fucking interact with each other because they all grew up on devices. They weren't forced to, like, literally congregate and actually get to know the people that you're around. Like, even though motherfuckers may have beefed in the same neighborhood, like, project buildings, my building was beefing with this building, and we all in the same projects, but everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. Knew who you belong to. Everybody brother knew who brother you was. You feel me? Like it, it it was just it was just, you know, it was more sociable back then. Now you can't even like neighbors don't even talk to each other no more. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> a neighbor about to shoot you or stab you because you wanna know how they are as a neighbor. Because you want to get to know yeah. them. And it has a lot to do. It has a lot to do with your environment, too, because I'm not going to lie, like, because I'm from New York, so, like, and I just moved out here. I've only been out here for, like, three years now. So, 
I'm from New York and I still go back and forth, <clears throat> but I'm from there. And, you know, I'm used to coming outside and nobody's saying nothing because New York people are mean as fuck. But when I came out here and I moved out here, a uh, majority of the people out here are friendly in front of your face. So, and they will say good morning. And so, like, I had to get used to that because I'll be like, why is this bitch talking to me? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you know how, how New Yorkians are. Yes. The moment somebody come up to us, start talking to us, we already, we already sizing you up. Yeah, and they do a we lot of that shit out here. You up, like, and I used to be like, yo, I don't got time for your shit. But then I'm like, they looking at me weird, and I'm looking <laughs> at them weird, look at me weird, and I'm like, oh, okay. I definitely noticed once you leave, once you leave New York, people are a little bit more friendly. <laughs> like yeah. people touch you <laughs> when they laugh more, or they touch you when they greeting you, because motherfuckers may not they may not be that aggressive on this part of town and shit like that. But you come to New York City, it don't matter what borough. Listen, you can't just run up on people and just walk up on somebody. Even old women will press you. Mm. So, you know, you just gotta. You know, I, I just think times, I know that times are different now. So all we could do is just reminisce and think back on the moments we shared, you know, growing up in the old New York, in the old Brooklyn, because that's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah, this was definitely a, a, a good talk right here. Yeah, this was a yeah, good time. We got to do this again. Yes. This so, again. okay. So, one last question um, okay. before I let you go. Are you a land or sea kind of lover? <sighs> um, I would say I'm a sea kind of lover. Really? Yeah. You like the water? Yeah, like... See, I have a phobia of, of water, but the sound of the ocean, the sound of the rain, uh, thunder, all of that stuff. Like, I even, you know, a lot of geographics. I like water creatures, sharks, squids, all that stuff. Like, I love water. I'm just afraid to swim in it. But yeah, definitely water. Okay. I'm more of a land. I tried the water. Like I had sex in the ocean and it didn't feel good. I had sex in a jacuzzi <laughs> and I had to Oh, I don't know. It didn't feel good to me. So I it just felt weird. Man, that shit like, felt real hot to me. Oh, yeah, sex in a jacuzzi, man. Let me tell you, I never did that. I want to mm, try. That man, you be <laughs> sweating bullets, but that shit feels so because the water is already warm as fuck. And you know, when you having sex, that shit is warm. Yo, yeah, I'm telling you, it's like. Yo, sex in a jacuzzi or a hot tub feel like y'all coming every second of the, the like, during the sex. Oh, my God. Damn. Sheesh. I got to yeah, try that. Like, it feels, it feels like the whole sex is an orgasm. I've got to try that. So that's definitely a must-do for you. Yeah, that's what must do for me. So I'm gonna try that, and then I'll tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, next time, next time we do this, we need. Yes, to, uh, when I come out there to you, stay, we're gonna stay on the topic of sex because I still got some stuff I I want to know. Yeah, and I still because... got some stuff I want to share. So yeah, next time we're gonna stay on the topic of sex. Yeah. Definitely. 
So we gotta do something where I come out to see you. Definitely, we could definitely, you know, let that manifest. We could get that going, so we could create the visual. Yeah. That's I want to appreciate you for having me. You know, Thank you for coming by. And, you know, you got to let the people, you know, know your, your IG, where they can find you. You guys YouTube. that's listening, thank you to all the listeners. You guys can subscribe to my YouTube channel, King Ace Network. That's King Ace Network on YouTube. My Instagram is King Ace underscore the creator. Um, my TikTok is the same thing, King Ace underscore the creator. Um, yeah, man, thank you guys. I want to thank Do It With Love Sex Talk Show. Nice sex talk, and you know, I'm gonna be here again. Yes, and we're gonna do this again, and I'm gonna come on your platform and do this again, and make sure you know, um. Yeah, you're going to come on my platform, man. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to come over there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. to get on my you got to get on my list. You got to get on my demon time list that I'm putting together. So okay. after after every episode now mm-hmm. that I'm starting to do for the month of October, Okay. Um, I'm putting a demon time list together after every episode. I'm gonna just put out more content that other people cannot see, so okay. it's like private. So you gotta get on my list. So I'm gonna put you on it. All right, no problem. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna talk to you later, though. All right. All right. Thank you for coming again. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you too. All right, later. Okay, guys, and that's a wrap. I just want to say thank you guys for listening once again, and I will be back again next week with another episode. Every Monday, new episode dropping at 1 p.m., and be sure to look out for that exclusive content when you get on my Demon Time list after every new episode. You want to get on that if you want to see what what I got going on. So look out for that. I'll be here again next week. Thank you guys for listening once again. And bye.